So all that to say is, is there's so much going on and every day I'm, I'm hearing you that I need to read the Bible more because like we heard us, we, we released an episode today. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is how crazy it gets. And some people might laugh at this, but there's a story of children that would go to school on Bell Island. And there was these little, um, you know, they called them fairies. They were like these little people. They were little mischievous things that would abduct children. And they would put pages of the Bible in their kids' pockets as they walked to school to keep them from getting abducted by these little creatures. And so, so what do you do if you're a modern day Christian, you hear something like that? You think, oh my gosh, this guy is crazy. This guy's doing drugs. This guy's out of his mind. But you hear about stories of the Fae and the little people and the fairies. It goes all the way back to, to Ireland and even deep, deeper than that, that people have experiences with these creatures you know, they called them fairies. They were like these little people. They were little mischievous things that would abduct children. And they would put pages of the Bible in their kids' pockets as they walked to school. And they would put pages of the Bible in their kids' pockets as they walked to school. And they would put pages of the Bible in their kids' pockets as they walked to school. He'll get logged in, <laughs> but at least we got the audio going. So um, he'll stay blurry. Yeah, yeah. He'll just be the blurry creature in the background, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Nate, thanks, man, for joining. I know I said that a hundred times already, but just like, it's like yeah. five failures to start, so we're almost there. But <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. So um, yeah, really excited to see how how your approach and maybe even your testimony, your story of how have you managed to keep Christ at the center of your faith with this swirling supernatural world around us. I mean, you're talking to a lot of people. And, and I mean, as some of the people that you're talking to, I'm like, man, that, that is some deep stuff. I mean, every time you got dark <laughs> waters on your podcast, I'm just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Yeah, no, for sure. He's cool. But I'm just like, wow, there's a lot of really amazing things out there that, that just, I think the average believer is not prepared to hear. You yeah, know? and yeah. and working with students and, and young adults, they're always pursuing the whatever seems shiny, whatever's like out there, and and mm -hmm. it's just amazing to see how you have gone on this journey with blurry creatures and and stuck to uh, really, hey, we're keeping this back at the fundamental as the word of God is truth. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus is the center. How did you? How, one, how are you doing that? And two, how, how <laughs> did you come across that? You know, like, like in the, in the original, what was the, that, that catalyst for pursuing this deeper supernatural world? Uh, I think I've just, you know, honestly, I've, I've always felt since a young kid that, you know, my relationship with God meant something to me. Um, obviously growing up in, you know, America and having just, a crazy life like every other kid in America where you're you're constantly bombarded with media, you're constantly bombarded with uh, you know, the propaganda from our education system and you're you're going to and from, you're in debates a lot, you're constantly just being 
I don't know, bombarded with a lot of uh, worldly ideas and either you abandon it as a young kid or you continue to fight. And I always would fight, you know, I would fight back if, you know, if someone said something to me that felt like wrong, um, I would start to fight back and I would debate and I would process internally if I wasn't actually arguing with these people. Specifically, starting a band was one of the things, you know, it was, it was a decade of traveling and I'm with several dudes from college and it was just an endless debate all day. It was almost exhausting, to be honest. And but but as a kid, you know, I was in youth group. And then I went to, to college and there was Campus Crusade was really big where I went to college. It was like over a thousand people met every month. So I couldn't escape Christian culture no matter how no matter how much I wanted to. Then I started a band that was we were kind of quasi Christian band. We didn't really like the Christian music industry, but we were all, you know, we all grew up with it and we weren't we didn't hate it, but we didn't want to embrace it. It was just kind of a we were in a weird space, to be honest. <laughs> so. Yeah. I just when I when I started hearing when I started remodeling houses and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life post band, I, I was getting more into the paranormal, strange podcasts and theologians kept coming on sporadically, mm-hmm. dropping terms like the Nephilim and stuff inside these. And I and I was just like, wait a minute, I grew up with all this knowledge. I went to Christian school. I went to church. I went to Young Life. I went to Campus Crusade. I, I worked at Christian camps. There's nobody talked about this ever. Right. Nobody. <laughs> and and all of a sudden, you know, I'm at an age where I can handle it. I don't know. Right. That's that's really what it was. It was just late 30s. And I was like, I can handle this now. I don't I don't have to be right about everything. I don't have to control the narrative. I don't have to control anything. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. And I think that a lot of people just there's a series of events that go on in their life where they can they can handle the information coming at them. And that's different for everybody. So I don't know. For me, it was just I was in a place where I was vulnerable and I was willing to listen. And I and I think I was tired of trying to manufacture answers. I wanted God. I, I kind of wanted God to show me what the truth was. I was like, that sort of was my prayer and, and my desire. Like, what is the truth? And that's a scary prayer to pray sometimes so that's true i mean like i was talking with somebody <laughs> yesterday uh not yesterday it was on friday i was recording an a podcast with another guest from tiktok and that was kind of his revelation he you know he does the whole school lives in a school bus that's been renovated you know and 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 yeah. does photography on the side and like lives the dream life you know as people mm-hmm. would think <laughs> but um and he said there was a time that he's he, he on one of his destinations he didn't have cell phone service for a whole like a whole month and so he couldn't look at instagram can scroll through stuff you know and and all he had was his bible and and he started reading it and and he'd grown up a christian grown up a believer all that but it wasn't until that um time just pulled away from everything else that it, it became real because he he was in this pursuit of you know nature and 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 nature is truth and and like you know discovering all these other different stuff and even though he believed in the word and with that it was just such an interesting approach um of how god gently called him back uh because he's like you know what all this constant endless pursuit of jesus elsewhere you know uh is he is he in nature is he in the trees you know you know what actually life is all about just enjoying life he said it was just so empty it was so granola and and then he when he started reading the word things really started to come alive and but it was Mm -hmm. a component of this later in our like early you know 
early mid thirties that, that I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm like 37, but you know, maybe you don't need to let that info out, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. all that to say is, is you, you start to take the fundamentals that you had as a kid, but now you start to expand being like, God, the the whole reason you sent Jesus, there's, there's gotta be more, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he came from my, to forgive me my sins, but like, is that it? You know, like, mm-hmm. and not that that, not is that it, like, that's a lot, but it just seems like there's so much more and, and you get hungry for the more of the supernatural. And, and when you start really searching the word, you start to find the answers to the things that maybe when you're younger, you just got the, Hey, well, that's demons. That's a, you know, don't talk about aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but, no, I mean, yeah, everyone, everyone sort of has their, their moment, you know, like mm-hmm. where they come around, you have a, you have a hard job because you know, a lot of things you're doing now, they don't, they won't pay off from people's minds till later, later on. Right. And I just don't know how many kids had the, you know, the wherewithal to, to kind of ask these difficult questions and come around to it, unless their parents were talking about some of these complicated topics like the giants at a young age. If, the, if your parent, if you grew up and your parents were talking about the giants and things like that, then yeah, you were, you were kind of like your mind was there. I mean, honestly, the first thing that really got me there was this Christian documentary that was like kind of, it's kind of a conspiracy theory doc. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it in high school with a friend. He was a sophomore. I was a junior. And we like watched this documentary and it was all about like the Christian Holocaust is coming and here's all this other stuff that's hap- going to happen. It was kind of New World Order-ish, kind of, you know, Mason, Lucif- Luciferian stuff. And it, 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 it kind of resonated with me. And then, you know, Obviously, there was dudes that were willing to talk about conspiracy theories on tour, and there was people that wouldn't. And I was always someone that was like, I was hungry to learn. I want to know the truth. And I think that, unfortunately, the church just, whatever that is, it it's not something that they 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 water. The the Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. If you have that desire for the truth, they they're worried about it almost. You're gonna you're gonna find something new age, or you're gonna you're gonna fall away from your faith. And it's like, well, yeah your faith must not have been that strong to begin with. If it, if a wind blows and you're just off in the, in the woods and, or in the trees, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that, but yeah, people are afraid of things they can't control. Right. No. And, and I, I, I get that too. You know, it's because they're afraid of, Oh, you're going to pursue after not after like Gnostic Gnostic gospels, you know what I mean? Like Gnosticism or, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't need to get in that. And it's almost like, well, if, is the truth like of the word of God so certain and firm that like you don't have to worry like like if, if the truth remains like it's going to be there you know uh, at the end of the journey you know and not that you want people to go off into new age occult practices to to find that they were in the right place before they left the church you know what yeah. I mean like yeah. that's not what you want but what I, what I love it because even my daughter today as I was driving here after we took them out to some dinner and then they're there and they dropped me off. But all that to say was, she's like, dad, I started listening to blurry creatures. And I was like, yes, awesome. You know, cause Let's she go. listened to her, to you guys this year, like a year and a half ago, a little bit, and then kind of sprinkled in, but then she heard I was having you on the, on the show. And she's like, dad, I started listening to you guys. Like which one? She's like an older Bigfoot one from a, a while back. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And, mm. but it's so fun because I wish in some regards that when I was, you know, a kid, that mm-hmm. I would have had somebody in in regards to the somebody that I'm being for my daughter right now, uh, that would have been like, yes, like learn about Bigfoot, learn about mm-hmm. chimeras, learn about Nephilim, you know, Genesis six. It's and and to me, 
it pulls me closer to the word of God. The more I learn about it, the more I, I feel like I'm actually connecting with the narrative and the story of, of what the word of God says, you know? And so as I love that as, as Clara, my, my middle child studies it more, she actually starts to understand more of like the fullness of what took place, you know, and, and, and enjoys this wider supernatural worldview where people like kind of look at her cross-eyed, but I feel like she has more of a unshakable foundation in Mm. no matter what comes down the road or what new Mm. age thought comes across her table. She's like, oh yeah, you know, doesn't just discredit it, but like realize that that's the inferior, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. I mean, you have a lot of people message us and say they're talking to their kids and a lot of people say things like, if you don't, I mean, what kid wouldn't want to learn about the giants? And so we learned about the giants and the extent of David and Goliath. That was about it growing up in the church. Yeah, but David and Goliath was just like the the very sliver of the whole narrative of multiple stories of David's and multiple stories of Goliath's. And for whatever reason, I mean, the Bible just doesn't emphasize it as much as we would, you know, mm-hmm. because people, you know, back then they didn't have problems with faith like we do now. Right. I, I, and so it's the Bible isn't there to hold your hand. You know, it's, it's just dropping the things and then it's moving on. It's not spending multiple books and multiple chapters trying to get your, you know, pea-sized brain to understand complicated, you know, topics. It's just like, here are these terms and it goes on and you're like, what, (laughs) what, what is a Nephilim? What is that? You know, And, and people these days are just, it's almost like, you know, we're all taught this lie that we're getting smarter, but we're actually just getting dumber. and. Yeah. And it's it's almost like, you know, wisdom is concentrating into the hands of a few and the the masses are just dumbed down and stupid. And I think it was the opposite back then where I think you had people were a lot more intelligent. Uh, I mean, clearly we can look at the ancient construction and we can make that argument. That's a whole nother podcast. But I think people these days are just so skeptical we're so brainwashed and we're, we live in a, we live in a, a, a two-dimensional worldview and we're just, I don't know what it is. We're, we're just, we've, we've just been eating at Walmart for too long or something, man. We're just. Right. Right. It's, it's frustrating. Christians, non-Christians, everybody. We're all, we're just in the matrix. That's the best way to describe it, you know? And something like Bigfoot gets you out of the matrix. It gets your head out of it. And whether you actually see this creature, because a lot of people do, that's what wakes them up. That's what makes them go on their truth journey is they see something and they realize though everything they've been taught and told is not the way it really is. And, um, and so for me, that was it. Like just hearing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people describing seeing this creature that I thought was just a, a fairy tale. Right. I began, I began to go, Oh no. Like, like I I'm looking at the, my cosmology is wrong. I'm looking at the world wrong. I need to re reach recalibrate and think about all this stuff differently. And then, then all of a sudden the old Testament opened up to me and uh, all the things I had heard growing up started to make sense, you know? Right. Cause a lot, cause those, a lot of those stories in the old Testament are really hard to swallow. If you, if you look at the Bible, like a modern person yeah you know god is doing what and why and is that okay is that mean destroying entire and entire peoples women children and they're all their pets (laughs) yes exactly yeah 
And I'm sure you deal with that stuff all the time doing, doing what you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and working with youth and, and those are, those are typically the pieces that, you know, the small group leader, uh, would be like, okay, yeah. I mean, that let's, uh, let's talk about the next part. You know what I mean? Like it's, and even kind of, um, I think Dr. Heiser describes it, you know, when, when there's that, when it, when it's weird, it's there for a reason, you know, more or less. It's important. Yeah. When it's weird, it's important. Yeah. That's what he says. That's what he says. And I like that. Mm-hmm. So and the Bible no, and, the, and the Bible definitely has, yeah, a lot a, a lot of strange things and yeah, on a whole, pastors skip over the weird stuff. It's it's like uh, I don't know. It's 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 difficult, man. It's it's really difficult to pursue the truth and not care what anyone thinks. That's really hard to do. Because we're all such a we're all such creatures where we we care about what other people think about us first before we actually like pursue the things we want to do. Or you know what I mean? Like you gotta grow up and you gotta go to college. And that's what mm-hmm. you're told as a kid. Maybe you don't want to go to college. Maybe you want to do something else, but this idea that I have to please everybody else or I have to do this thing. And what do you have? You have a whole generation of kids who all went off and got a got a degree, and now they're 150 grand in debt. They don't right. know what they want to do. They're miserable as heck. They're screaming on the internet all day because they never actually developed a personality, <laughs> who yeah. they are, what they want, why they're here, all these existential questions that this generation is just, cl- I, don't, I mean, you have a really hard job, man. I keep saying that, but it's like, <laughs> it's it's just a really weird time versus a podcast mm-hmm. or, an, or an author. You're beholden to nobody. <laughs> True. Yeah. People can throw their, you know, their their comments at you all day long and call you crazy. People have called us new age. People have called us a cult. People have called us all kinds of things. And it's just like, look, I'm just asking questions. I would be doing this regardless. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we it's like the, the congregation can't rally around us and fire us because we said something that was too weird or strange, you know. Right. So that's the beauty of like today is that pe- people can just speak their minds and there's there's not a whole lot that people can you know the system can do they can try to delete you and flag mm-hmm. you or whatever i mean obviously you can get scrubbed off of youtube and most of the people that come on our show get deleted so they're on rumble as well <laughs> yeah but you know there's but but the idea is is that you can pursue the truth and not worry about your boss or whatever if, you know as long as you make enough money podcasting or whatever, but like Joe Rogan sure. can, right? He can say whatever he wants for, for the most part. Right. Because yeah. he's so massive now. He can just talk about things and, and people are afraid of that, to be honest. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's been just a, a really a blessing, honestly, where, where I'm at, at, you know, at our church here at Sunrise in, in Everett, Washington. I mean, there's just been a, uh, you know, my senior pastor really, appreciates you know the extra study that I'm, I'm putting in and mm-hmm. and gaining a, a larger worldview of um of just the supernatural you know nephilim you know stuff like yeah. that but yeah and it's because it's not just something of the past like it's they're, they're you know even as you guys quote often as in the days of noah so shall be the coming of the son of man you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot more connotations to that uh than maybe has been 
put forth, you know, and, and when people are building their eschatology and what does the end of the world look like? And I mean, even with crazy stuff, like you could have deconstructionists and, um, or deconstructionalism, however that word is used, but yeah. where it's like every time there's a, there's a you know, war threat, it's like, yeah, the end of the world. But, you know, and then you got other people on the other side who say, I think God's going to come back when, uh, you know, everything is perfect. When, when, basically the whole earth is Christians and maybe there's a few and I'm, and, and so there's extreme, you know, opposites of each other. It's like everyone's died for not taking the mark and then everyone believes now and rules. And now God's like, okay, you prepared the earth for me to come rule and reign. And I'm like, I feel like there's an extreme on both ends, but I, you know, looking at um, some of the supernatural realities that we're going to experience in the next uh, oncoming years. I mean, you've got the Google AI that now has sentience, you know, uh, mm-hmm. hired its own attorney to <laughs> actually, I just, yeah, re- just right. saw this, hired its own attorney to go to bat to defend its intellectual, like, privacy, you know. I don't know how it did this. Like, uh, you know, and then you've got all this technology and of of artificial intelligence not only becoming sentient, but also uh, the the AI bodies that they're building, you know, the second skins uh, where where it's like, intelligent skin you know yeah, uh, i don't know yeah. if you've seen some of that stuff yeah we post um, that stuff and yeah it, it's crazy <laughs> and the, and i mean on on uh on july 5th i think they're they're turning on the collider again at cern you know reset us back to 2009 or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah right it's getting yeah. weirder it's getting weirder it, by the hour it is it is uh i think ryan got, got his got his mic figured out uh oh the, right they got ryan uh, yeah, they just want to remove Trump from history. So, right? They want to do whatever they can. <laughs> I know they're still they're still obsessed with them. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's such a strange time. I mean, and when you do a podcast like we did, like I didn't a lot of this stuff I I knew sort of, and then you know it's kind of like you commit yourself to going down the rabbit holes. So someone comes on your show, they drop something crazy. You can either go, oh, this is just strange and weird, or you can be like, oh, how does this make sense inside the Bible? And I think what we've said a lot on our show is there's there's a lot of theological podcasts out there, but they're afraid to get paranormal. And there's a lot of paranormal podcasts out there, but they're afraid to get theological. And what we do is we just don't care. And we're like, let's put them together, right? Because at this point, you know, I, I already... I don't know. I started to pay the price because I started to have conversations with friends. And I could tell you right away, I realized there was a lot of people who do not want to have these conversations. They do not want to think about weird stuff. I've had friends straight up tell me like, hey, if you come over, I don't want to talk about Bigfoot. And I'm like, look, dude, I, I'm not going to I'm not like an evangelist for Bigfoot. Like we don't have to talk about it. But the fact that you can't even talk about it. And just, you know, obviously, if you change the subject, we're talking about something else. It was just almost like this fear of like. I can't even look down the hallway, let alone go into a door. I can't even glance in that part of the house. It's it's extreme fear that a lot of people have. And I think that, you know, kids are kids are a little more open-minded for, for a while. And I think that's why all the indoctrination and the brainwashing happens young. Because, like, my kids are asking me some really complicated questions. You know, like the other day, they were... <laughs> They were debating on the front porch with the neighbor kids, you know, six and seven and the neighbor kids, I think six. And they were like debating, you know, is Jesus actually the son of God? You know, 
And and is that does that mean that he, there's God and Jesus? Is he the only begotten Son of God? Which is the two powers in heaven idea? Which is like an ancient Jewish debate that that you know that that challenges a lot of the Trinitarian views. And I'm like, here are these little kids having right. really complex theological conversations because I've wondered this my whole life, you know. And you ask a modern day Christian, is Jesus the Son of God? And they're like, well, no, he's God. Well, yeah, but is he the Son of God? Who is he talking to on the cross? Who is talking to him from heaven when he's baptized is there a relationship between the son and the father and it blows people's minds their fuse blows and they can't they can't they're like no because in their mind it's always just been this very medieval understanding that the, the yolk inside the egg and i'm like well why is scripture so much different than whatever you're you're you've have interpreted it as so anyway all that to say i don't want to get into that because that's a that is a complicated theological conversation but little kids are talking about it because what do they know they know their parents they know the parent the kids and they have that understanding and when you read the scripture that way i i don't think god was out to confuse us but i think we we get confused and we reinterpret things and like tim alberino always says on our show we have a medieval perspective of christianity we don't have an ancient perspective of christianity we have a medieval one so the medieval theologians changed Christianity. And if you go back to the beginning and you talk to an ancient Hebrew and you could sit them down and have a podcast episode, you would come out of that episode with your mind blown. If you were to sit down and ask him, what do you believe about this? What do you believe about? I bet you those answers would just, the average Christian would poop their pants. They would, because they would be, it would be so different than whatever they've come to over the course of their life and their theology. So. That's kind of what Heiser says in a very more eloquent way, but we just we just go there on our show. We have a lot of a lot of fun. But I I noticed that kids at a certain age have a very open mind and they ask a lot of great questions. And then this age of rationalism, empiricism takes over. They go to college. They get brainwashed. They get, you know, everything's just there's a rational explanation for everything. Get in the system, you know. Be be upset about the latest thing, you know, rage, 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 you know, and then, uh, you know, burn it all down kind of thing. And it's sad because I think that's those are the primary years for a lot of people to ask some really good questions, to really do some self-discovery. And it's lost, you know, it's lost after, I don't know, high school, junior high-ish. You would know better than me, but yeah. No, no, I, for sure. I know, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it's a long, it, but for rant, real, it, I mean, no, that was, that was perfect. I, I'm trying to learn the art of just not interrupting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so thank yeah. you. You're helping me. Cause I, well, I'm I, always doing that on my podcast is just listening and try not to interrupt. And it's sometimes it's like different to just go off. Like here's how, here's what I'm thinking, you know, right. it's kind of nice. No, it is nice. I like that. And, and it's, it's useful because I'm always like, and to, you know, I, I don't like silence. So when it's quiet for half a second, I'm like, and yeah. I, this is my first time actually doing the, the zoom uh, recording via zoom. So I can actually see you, which helps yeah, me get yeah. some of those visual cues to, you know, take the right. next talk. But, but for real, I mean, with, with, with what the young people are facing, it, you know, there's, there's just, there's an assault against them, you know, uh, in, in, in this t impressionable time, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. Ryan, uh, you know, my, my oldest daughter, uh, she's getting married, uh, Sunday, you know, so like, that's oh, exciting. Wow. Yeah, I know. And then my youngest is 13, but Ryan here, he's got, you got a whole tribe, Ryan. You like, be, like you could be a grandpa before you're 40. Oh yeah, basically I'm going to be a grandpa, <laughs> like probably in the next couple of years, like, like in all reality, I'll, I'll be, 
you know, the youngest grandpa and probably not, but like looking forward to that, but it's a different world. But, you know, and Ryan, he's, he's around the same age as I am, but like, he's, he's got a whole lot of littles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, Ryan, me how, how are your kids just, do they have any of these weird questions? Not yet. <laughs> they just want to learn about Jesus. So, which is okay with me. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, eventually one of those in time, they're going to come up with a, you know, well, why did Jesus, you know, I have a 10 year old and I'm sure she's very, she'll poke at ideas and whatnot. So she'll, she'll be the one to start asking the questions. I'm, I'm sure. So, um, yeah. you know, and actually I, I, <laughs> I've, I think I've always had like this view, but like, you know, just in, so I don't know. I can't even remember the timeline. I think I, I introduced Kevin to you guys, your podcast. Yeah. So I was working uh, graveyard shift, listening to you guys. I, uh, and I haven't listened for a little while. I think I stopped at like episode 67, but That's that was, right. that was back uh, near the beginning of the year because I, um, I started a new job at the church. And so uh, I had to kind of refocus, you know, what I was doing, but at my other job, I could just kind of, listen away <laughs> yeah so but you know just say having those same views of just why you know and i i i love the way you uh you talk about it. it's like i just want to know more mm-hmm. you know and just keep going down that you know we we all want to know more we we want we want to know everything we yeah. want to have the right answers and so um i think it's it's good to one have conversations especially with people whether they're really into it you know, like you've had a lot of people on. Um, I think one of my favorite episodes is with, uh, um, is it Tony Merkel from the confessionals? Yeah. Podcast? Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he goes, he goes real deep in some like, uh, military stuff. Yeah. Episode, I believe. And, uh, that was one of my favorite episodes, but yeah, I just, yeah. When ask, you interview ask questions. Some, <laughs> well, when you interview with some of those, like it was cool interviewing some of the guys who've been podcasting this space for several years four or five years, you know, you get kind of jaded on one end um, because basically your job is to go down rabbit holes. Your job is to sort through stuff. You get messages all day long of weird videos and, and stories and some of it's fake, some of it's real. And it's a very, it, you know, people kind of start to trust you. You tell us what's the good and the, what's the bad. I don't know. You post something that's fake. They're going to be like, Oh, you guys are just trying to do that. And a lot of people do that to build their channels. But for me, I didn't know a lot about, you know, UFOs, abductions, uh, alien encounters, stories when I started. I knew a lot about Bigfoot stuff. And my mind was just okay with with that. But, I mean, honestly, I people often ask us, what's, the, what's a good first episode? And I'm like, I don't even, I don't know. Because I've lost the ability now, wherever I'm at, is is to walk you through the beginning. I don't know how to do that anymore because where my mind is is so far down the trail. Like, I don't remember what the beginning was like. And I don't remember what you the thoughts you had at the beginning. I try to, but my mind is just expanded and it's it's gone. It's kind of like when you're in a band and you you go on like your first tour, your mind's blown. And then you go on your first like world tour and your mind's even more blown. And then you, you, you start to have conversations with people in a different way because you're like, I know what it's like to talk to somebody in Scotland. I've been there. I know what it's like to talk to somebody in rural, 
you know, America. I've been there several times. I know it's like in Florida in the in the middle of the summer. And a lot of people don't, you know, so they 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 have this worldview, but it's very small and it's 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 sort of wherever they grew up and whatever they know. And the more you get these experiences and the further you go, you're like, oh man, the, things are complicated, you know? And then like, we got to go to places like Japan and, and it was just like, this is so different than America. I can't even, I can't even explain it to friends. I would come home and I'm like, you don't even know. We just spent three weeks over there. And, my, and I, I feel like I could, I feel like I have to just decompress the, the experiences I had because it's so different than how it is here. But then you do a podcast like this, you hear weird stuff, and then you try to filter it through your faith. And you realize most people just have, they have training wheels and they don't, they've never had, uh, <laughs> they've never really taken off and just gone 60 miles an hour down the road. And it's sad, but the church for whatever reason, it, you know, it really cares about what people feel and, and what they think. And there's, a lot of people who are pastors listen to our show and say they love it and their church is getting weird and they're talking about these topics. <laughs> but there's a lot of people who agree with us that, you know, for the most part, it's very rare for a church to dive into Genesis 6 on Sunday and really drop the truth on the congregation. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, that's, that's you know, 99 out of 100 churches just don't. They don't even talk about this. And I think it's fundamental to understanding the Old Testament. It's a fundamental part. And, you know, so where I am now, all that to say is I don't, I don't know what it's like. I, I don't even know how I would have some conversations with some old friends, yeah. especially some of my really woke Christian friends who have very progressive podcasts, who, who, who see, they don't even believe in demons and angels and they call yeah. those Christians and such. And it, I don't even know how I would have conversations with some of these people now. I mean, I would, I would like to, but it's almost like, I don't even think we could, I don't even know where we would start. Yeah. And yeah. I, and that's sad to me, kind of. It is. It's kind of like, you know, you could liken it unto, you know, my, my wife, she's got, she has a, I guess you could call, uh, she would call herself a, a reformed, uh, Democrat. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but, uh, anyway, or, but all that to say is she has friends, you know, and family that, that have really strong beliefs, you know, more, more liberal or, or, and not really red versus blue kind of thing, but like just more, uh, passionate about, uh, like this whole Roe v. Wade thing as of late, there was a lot of passion, you know, um, on both sides of that, of that story. And, and so, it becomes almost uh, like a like a like a there's a polar polarizing effect when you're trying to find mm -hmm. some inroads back to a conversation when you're on such different sides of the spectrum uh, mm -hmm. of of thought. It, it, and, and, and it's hard to how can I go back to um, those earlier on conversations to, to that that brought me to where I am now in my in my thought yeah. Um, yeah. to to show to show them. At, at, to try and show a perspective and also not be just like, take what I know and, and make it yours. Because, I mean, I think that's the obstacle that we see with all of our young people uh, in, in youth ministry and as parents as well is, is you just want them to 
learn from what you learned so they don't have to learn it all over again. It, I, you know, uh, failure is, is a good teacher, but it would be great if we could grab hold of the failures of our, you know, peop, uh, of our family, of our leaders, of our pastors, and, and use that as stepping stones instead of having to experience them ourselves. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so we just want our friends and our family to, to be able to relate with where we have come but forget kind of that journey that we took in the same way that we want our children to just, hey, don't do that because it's stupid. Trust me, I did that when I was young and it was stupid, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, yeah. And so trying to walk people through that, through that journey <clears throat> is, is a little tough. Um, but also, I, I, you know, I, I was talking with, I had the opportunity to be on uh, a Zoom with, with an uh, Australian uh, businessman by the name of Peter Daniels. And and one of the things he was trying to inspire Christian entrepreneurs. And one of the things that he said was when you, when you start, when he started to become really serious about what God had for him and, and business and, uh, and, and transforming his life and the word of God. And he, he had to realize that there were pieces of his past that he, he had to give to the Lord and trust the Lord to, to handle and, and to move forward from, not because he was better than, or that his relationships with those people were over, but, but the reality of who he can, he, he, you know, the average of the five people we spend most time with. And you, you, you gotta, you gotta find a place of shifting and saying, okay, God, I've done what I can for these people. I love them. I, I'm going to be friendly to them, but I can't, I can only have so many close friendships at a time. I can only yeah. have so many relationships. I mean, even Jesus had the 12 disciples and then he had the, the three, you know, the two, the one, right. You know, and so I think there's even like a, a, a study in psychology that, that explains you can only manage, I think the number that they said was eight or nine, like close relationships mentally, you know, but yeah. all, all that to say is um, what Peter Daniel said was, yeah. you know, through this transformation that he was going through, he was, he called up one of his friends wow. and, and he left him a voicemail and he's like, Hey there, Bill. Uh, just want to let you know, God's doing a lot of good stuff in my life. You know, I, I'm seven forward in a lot of business and, and ministry. And well, I just wanted to uh, say there's a lot of changes taking place in my life. And well, if you don't hear from me, you're one of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and I think he said that like tongue in cheek. It was something that happened, you know, decades earlier, you know, but it, he wasn't trying to be offensive. It was just simply like he had to move forward from where he was because he realized that where God was calling him to and he, he couldn't be responsible for this friend of his to take him there because he had tried and the friend just wouldn't go with, yeah. you know, would, yeah. wouldn't shift. And, and you can't be responsible for everybody. And you got to mm -hmm. place them in God's hands at some point, um, you know, in, in this journey, especially in this journey that, you know, you're on, I'm thinking about, and, and that I've been on the past uh, couple of years, like studying, like all the works of Dr. Heiser, Judd Burton, you know, like, all these, all these different individuals, it's exciting, but it also, it also uh, moves my heart because I see all these kids. I even have kids recently in my youth group, just this last uh, fall and winter, just asking about reality shifting, you know, cause it, you know, lay in your bed and, and close your eyes and think about what you want. And it's just that old law of attraction, you know, but it's not packaged in, this is demonic occult practices, right? It's packaged in Oh, you want a different reality? Then call it to you. You know, it's like, and the, and the people put new age uh, mysticism and uh, they take new age mysticism and they put the Bible on it. And they're like, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is, you know, it's like, okay, but now you're talking about like reality shifting, astral projection, you know, uh, law of attraction. This stuff is, 
is not, you don't want to go down that road. You know what I mean? But it's a counterfeit. And so my heart breaks because I'm trying to encourage these young people um, really like, yes, this stuff exists. I'm trying to give them words to know what to do when it comes their way, but also paint them a picture that's in the word of God. Because I mean, with, I want to ask you, Nate, like with all the people you're talking with, I mean, has there been a time where your faith honestly had been shaken a little bit at all, or does it only push you closer? I mean, I think some of the the stuff that we've dealt with, I mean, I wouldn't say that this podcast has been easy. You know, I think that obviously I didn't, it's been personally, there's been a lot of personal stuff that I've dealt with since I started the podcast and going through a lot mm -hmm. of just, uh, I don't know, when you start pissing off the demons, you know, as we, me and Luke say, sometimes it's like, yeah. they start there's fighting back. Yeah. True. And uh, when people start sending you messages like, man, I've been a Christian my whole life. And now all of a sudden I'm like coming back to God. I'm cracking my Bible open. It's not something that, you know, like we didn't expect that when we started right. this podcast. And that's what a lot of what we're getting. I think it just scratched the itch for a lot of people. So I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, I mean, it. it's almost like I heard talking about spiritual armor, putting on the spiritual armor, but I never thought much of it i never really thought yeah that's but when you start when you start going down these rabbit holes you start to understand that stuff like yeah like you know there's things out there that they want you dead yeah and whether that's <clears throat> to get you to kill yourself or mm -hmm. if that's to get someone else to kill you or to get you in a situation where you could be dead like they want you dead yeah and there is a war going on. And I think then I started to realize like, oh man, there's a cost to these things. And I don't think it's easy. I don't think that, you know, um, <clears throat> it's almost like if everything's going rosy, you're not pissing off the devil enough, you know? So right. <laughs> in some right. ways, you know, there was a quote, there was someone sent us a movie of, uh, I think it was uh, Denzel Washington saying something like that of a, you know, if, if, if everything's going great in your life, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself a question. Like, am I doing, am I making, am I making enough uh, prompts for the devil? You know? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Some kids, they, they can't even get there. Right. So how do you get them to even think that there's actually some entity that wants them dead? Right. So right. I kind of, I think I, that's kind of what your question is. Um, for us, it's Bigfoot. You know, we use Bigfoot as sort of the gateway drug. It's easy to talk about, this you know big creature here that walks around i yeah. got I, Ryan, I got, ryan's got the shirt the blurry creature you know he's wearing go. it wherever he goes let's go <laughs> yeah you know? and, and so for us that was like i love it that was that's sort of the the gateway that we got people into it because you know it's not it's not politics it's not democrat liberal it's not this polarizing topic it's, it's something totally different it's like whoa there's this like un you know, discovered man-like creature in the woods that thousands of people see a year and mm. they've been seeing it for, for centuries. And what is that? You know, and then you could talk to him about, well, maybe it's a, a chimera. What's a chimera? Oh, it's half animal, half demigod. Well, what's that? Oh, well, that's, that's an angelic crossbreed. Well, yeah. how do you get that? Oh, well, Genesis, you know what I mean? And you work, you work people into it and then they're, they're like, oh, you know, and everyone knows somebody who's had a Bigfoot experience. That's the crazy thing. Like, oh, my cousin 
saw one or oh, my mm-hmm. aunt saw one. And it's always of someone that you wouldn't ex- expect. And, you know, many, you know, females are hiking and they see a Bigfoot and then they, they have, they have a sort of an existential crisis of, of uh, almost a crisis of faith. Like, wh- how do I make sense of this? Right. You know, how does this fit into the Bible? And then you realize, oh man, people are not, they don't realize the Bible is a story of, you know, it's a Marvel movie, really. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more like Lord of the Rings, you know, than, than anyone ever taught you or told you. And for some reason, people feel weird about saying things like that, but it's a very strange story. And I think that you have to sort of unlearn the cosmology that you've been taught. And so Bigfoot's a really easy kind of gateway into deconstructing this modern cosmology for a biblical cosmology, like an ancient, what an ancient person understood, right. the terms they use, you know, the, the, the verbiage and all that. And, uh, because people still see this creature today. I think Bigfoot is like one of the, it's the most, it's, it's the, it's the strangest, but yet most popular. And people can kind of agree that like, yeah, this thing is out there. And what is it, you know, versus some of the other creatures that we talk about that are way more obscure. The sightings are much more rare sure. and it's Moth harder man. to prove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like you can't, Bigfoot is just, it's seen just enough to mm-hmm. start the conversation. So it's not something your pastor is going to talk about though, right? Some do, right. but, but yeah. maybe well, Chuck and, Missler. And that, yeah. And that, and that's, therein lies the, you know, a, a component of it is that the, the purpose of, of pastoring, cause you know, since I do pastoring, you know, but like, I love this yeah. stuff too, like is trying to find that balance of educating and equipping myself with not just, you know, liturgy and doctrine, but like also <clears throat> really this, this supernatural worldview, the, the mind of the ancient Israelite, you know, that, that they would understand. And it made sense to them why looking at a, at a bronze serpent on a staff might heal them from snake poison if they got bit, you know what I mean? Like, or these fiery serpents or whatever, you know, <laughs> we could go on that too, but like, yeah, yeah. it's all this, this typology, this symbolism of, of the supernatural world that made sense to them that we just kind of like glaze over and, and, and read the stories because we try to remember. And I always encourage my kids is like, the Bible wasn't written to you, but it's sustained for you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's our diligence to search it out to, and if your Bible study is based on what made you feel good, then cool but like you you really need to put some work into understanding it even deeper you know Mm -hmm. i'm glad that's drawing Mm -hmm. you to closer relationship with jesus but like you really need to have a grasp because as you mentioned you know chimera and and all that kind of stuff when we're looking at towards you know the future as things change how Mm -hmm. easy would it be for people to be pulled pulled aside and and pulled astray if some type of hybrid creature comes on the scene and is immune and is powerful and is, uh, you know, carrying, uh, you know, what seems like superpowers, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you start to think about what's in the potential near future. I mean, we've got guys spending billions of dollars to, to have eternal life, you know what I mean? To, to find, find that key. And so when that's discovered, what's uh what's the next thing and and the hard part is when you start 
studying some of these things. And of course, you, when you're preaching, you want to share the fundamentals. You got you got to think of the people coming the doors. Like, how do we share the fundamentals of the truth of God with them? But when you start to go down these roads, a lot of people, it's like I've heard First Timothy one uh, four mentioned to me. Uh, many times. It says, I urge you when I was going to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that you may charge uh, certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, verse 4, nor devote themselves to myths, endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than stewardship uh, from God that is by faith. And so anytime I bring up some of this stuff to other people, they're like, oh, that's just myths and endless genealogies. I'm like, okay, but like, why why discredit it so quickly? Because is it, you know? Um because I don't think it is. I think that it's really important that we we have a worldview that will not be shaken when when the end does come eventually. You know, mm-hmm. whenever Christ does return, because it says even the elect will be shaken. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, we live in a strange time because it's like we have access to to more information, but we're almost the least experienced of any you know people group in time. I mean, I think ancient people knew how to do thousands of things. And now we are all highly specialized. We know how to do two things really well. Right. And that's sort of a disservice when we read our Bibles. It's kind of like arguing politics today versus arguing with George Washington, somebody who, 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 where he came from, what he started, what was, what was happening in the country versus somebody now who's had freedom for the Mm -hmm. last, you know, their whole life. They don't know what it's like not to have freedom. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to argue for, you know, ideas that that might enslave them because they don't understand that, you know, how empires have risen and fallen over the years. But somebody like that. And I feel like Christians are the same way. Like we we read our Bible like a modern day person trying to understand the political uh, spectrum of what's going on now versus what would George Washington think about what's going on right now? Like, right. He would have way more context and understanding to look at a lot of the things going on and being like, wait, 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 wait. You guys are so far off. This is, you know, when I argue politics now, I'm not even talking about blue or red. I'm talking about there are evil people who Mm -hmm. pull the strings. Yeah. And where are they and what are they doing? This has nothing to do with this political theater that we watch. It's it's so much more complex and deep and and disgusting and dark and if you actually you want to go down these rabbit holes it's it's really depressing and a lot of people just don't want to do it so they don't but i think right. i think i think the thing i really want to hammer home is that the yeah. truth the truth is never lying on the surface seek mm. and you will find mm-hmm. right that you can't just pick a diamond off the ground be like there it is it's like the the yeah. way that the way that God has designed, you know, is that you have to seek after him. You have to pray to him and ask for truth to be revealed to you. You have to want it. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of a quest you go on. It's like pilgrim's progress. You can't yeah. You can't just wake up one day and know all these things. It's a series of events, it's a series of experiences. I think you can receive the Holy Spirit but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you come to like a perfect understanding. It's, you know, a lot of these prophets and people in the Bible, they, they did things later on in life. It took them a while, you know? Right. It took them a while to struggle through this world and figure out what the heck's going on. And then God was able to kind of give them the next task. And so, you know, obviously kids want to know it all right now. They want to know it all right now. And, and, 
They want to have it right, right. now. <laughs> and right. You, you, you're like, no, nah, you got to get out there in the woods maybe and see a Bigfoot. It's going to take you some time. You want to go see one? <laughs> it's going to take you, uh, you know, a hundred tries maybe. And maybe you'll have some experience. Maybe you'll, and it's something as stupid as that even takes, you know, <clears throat> like if that's your passion, it would take you many years to have some kind of experience. And then you do, and you're like, oh, and then your mind starts to expand. You're like, oh, they're out there, you know? And you talk to someone on the street and they're like, oh, you're crazy, mm -hmm. man. You're like, no, no, this is what I've learned going in the woods a hundred times. And right. let me tell you my story. Let me tell you my experiences. And then, and then that person starts to change. And I don't, I don't think that it's a whole lot different. I mean, I think you can read God's word. And I think you can pray to him and I think you can have truth and I think you can have experiences. But I also think that human beings are very, we're, we're strange creatures. We we're creatures of habit. We have little faith and we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're full of fear. We mm -hmm. have a ton of fear and that's all not a good recipe for God. You know, he can't use a fear-based person, you know? Right. You think about who he uses. It's, it's, it's the people with no fear. Right. They're almost dumb. They're just like, <laughs> we're going to go. Right. Like. We could take them. We could take the yeah, we could take yeah. the we, giants in we, the we could take them. That, that's not a problem. I don't care what everyone else is saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's our and, land. And the rest of them are like, no, no, we can't take these guys. Yeah. And, and no, it's don't like, listen to them. But it's it's this fearless way of living life. And how and look at the way the world has been the last two years. It has been a it's been a fear sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And people just eating it up. They can't get enough of it. And if you pull out of that fear bubble and you start to just stop living in this immense fear at you like you're crazy and i think a lot of things are similar with a faith in god you can't be afraid yeah. be not afraid do not be fear not it's just these words are over and over again in scripture and and i think a lot of it goes too with like wanting to know the truth god reveal these complicated topics to me you've got to get out of this fear of well the world's gonna the cosmology might look way different than i think it does and I'm, I, and people are afraid of that because, the, you know, the system has told them this is exactly how everything works. And then it's like, well, then I, then, then is my college degree worthless because I spent all this money on this stuff and all my friends believe all this, right. this science and it's different. And, and so there's a lot to lose. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to lose and I, I'm all over the place, but I feel, I feel like, you know, there's things that people can do to start to take the steps to, to get out of that fear, to trust God more. And let me, I'll, I'll tell you every day, I, I, I'm afraid, you know, and yeah. I struggle with that. And I'm like, God, I just get the fear out of my head, get the mm -hmm. negativity out of my head, get the gratitude back, help me to live with less fear. Like, you know, yeah. what am I, you know, cause every day I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, this is crazy. <laughs> you well, know? yeah. I mean, but, like probably what, like two years ago, you didn't step out thinking you were going to become a podcaster for life. I mean, yeah, I didn't. Did you? I didn't. And I, and it's, it's become like a full-time job because we have all this stuff we have to manage and all this just messages and interviews and we're getting invited to stuff. And yeah, yeah, I didn't expect it, but I, I love it. I love that. I feel like I I've moved out of like arguing on Facebook to like constructively putting my thoughts into the world. Mm. And then it's created this big audience of people listening and it's like, oh, okay, so, so I'm, I'm, I do better. I have a lot of passion. I want to say things, but I do better in a constructed environment versus just throwing out emotional 
you know, darts. I think that's that's a really important picture to look at. There is is not just being the keyboard warrior, but being yeah. having real conversation, like actual, uh, you know, dialogue with people and. And not, I'm not like saying like you were some keyboard warrior, but I'm just saying like, kind of was, <laughs> but I, I have no idea. Were. Yeah. Right. But with, with all of that, it's like when we, when we can grow to have a, a real conversation with people that that's not presumptuous or assuming, you know, but like walking in honor, walking in integrity, uh, trying to assume the best of the person in front of you. And, and even if that means like assuming that they're, that they're ignorant because, and, and, and in the most positive way or, or, or not just ignorant, but like maybe unaware, you know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. um, it's like when you're teaching your children, you don't assume they're dumb. You just assume they don't know, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you have maybe haven't taught them yet. You know what yeah. I mean? And not to raise yourself above them or otherwise, but trying to just in love, have a conversation about it, talk them through it. Just like you do with your kids and you just sit down and you talk through. So tell me what you were thinking when you decide to start playing with a bungee cord, you know, <laughs> slapping yeah. each other with bungee cords with a hook on the end. You, did you, what right. were you thinking? You know, like, do you think that's my, where that could have gone? And so, <laughs> but yep. you know, I love what you're saying, uh, Nate, especially with, as far as the perspective on fear, because I mean, the word of God says like, fear not, I think 365 times. So as our pastor says, yeah. uh, the Bible says, fear not one for every single time, every single day, you know, of the year, which is pretty cool. Um, but honestly, with, with mm-hmm. the assault that you're experiencing on a spiritual side that also manifests itself uh, emotionally, physically, uh, relationally, it, it's a lot. And, and I think that a lot of believers get a flat tire and they think that that it's warfare <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, or yeah or, exactly. or or gas it could is, be it, it could, could be. be yeah i mean i'm not saying it's not but it's it's, it's not that there's a demon under every rock but you know um but with that thought is is when we really do start to cause an impact uh, uh for for the sake of god that's when we start to experience what the necessity of the armor of God is. I feel yeah. like, you know, that belt of truth, that, that breastplate of righteousness, that shield of faith to extinguish the fiery accusations, the fiery yeah. darts of the evil one. And, and it's that belt of truth that's woven around the entire armor that holds it together in, in the Roman, you know, went from one, one, one shoe all the way up the body, held the t- breastplate on, held the, held the, uh, the sword in place, held uh, the other shoe on, like it was wrapped around the whole body. So your mm. the belt of truth has got to be wrapped around your person from, from your, your, from the sole of your foot to your head and back down, you know, and even a recent study, I was talking with the guys over at Logos, they, they had me do a, a live, uh, with them and that was fun, faith life. And, um, and they were giving me some studies about people who read their Bibles one, t- one time a week, two times a week, three times a week. It, it really had no impact, but once people consistently read their Bibles four days a week, uh, it, it, I think it was 52, no, 62% of people uh, who dealt with alcoholism or, or drug abuse, like done, like, like stopped, you know, I mean, and, and people who were depressed, like, uh, almost two thirds of people who dealt with depression and loneliness and relational bitterness, uh, no longer dealt with that kind of stuff. And Mm. and there's just such a transformational act that takes place when you meditate on the word of God, allow it to renew our minds and be what holds us all together, holds the righteousness in place, holds that shield of faith, holds that Mm. sort of truth, you know? Yeah. Um, and shoes of peace, like you got to have that word wrapped around you. And because like you said, either the enemy, either Satan wants you dead, you know, either to kill yourself or, or be killed. But also I, I, another thing is if you are a voice of influence, if he, he would actually, I felt 
when you look at like pastors and, and influencers for, for the kingdom, like dead is okay, but if you can be depressed, bitter, yeah. cynical, frustrated, and still a believer, you're doing a whole lot of horrible evangelism for the sake of the gospel. Hey, come be like me. I love Jesus and hate my life. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. And so I feel like that's the, the other tack is it's not just he wants you dead. If he can't have you dead, then he wants you the most sorry excuse yeah. of an example ever. Yeah, exactly. I see a lot of I see a lot of people who look, you know, they have all the answers and they understand the the very, you know, progressive, you know, way to read the Bible and everything else, but they also just look like Where's the joy? Where's the fruits? Where's where's all the things that that God gives us? I I think that yeah, like the spirit of God goes ahead of us. And if we really think about what this is, is the spirit of God goes with you. And imagine just what that does in the darkness going on. You have to just like it's almost like you have to you have to realize that everything is important. Everything going on is important. This whole system is important. Like it you know, it's so much greater than like, you know, rights, my rights are being violated. It's like, no, this is an ancient practice that goes all the way back. You have to understand ancient history. You have to understand that like the reason you call yourself a Christian, I call myself a Christian is because the shedding of innocent blood. There's power in the shedding of innocent blood. That's why we call ourselves Christians. And, and, and Christians these days are arguing very pagan ideas unknowingly because they don't understand the power in what you do in this realm echoes in other realms. And people don't, they just have no clue. I had no clue. I always thought it was just this biological thing. Oh, yeah, sometimes we have to you know, deal with these, these issues. It's a necessary evil, I would tell myself, and all these other things going on. And that's just the, the debate going on now. But we talk about ancient history all the time on our show. The, you know, the Bible straight up says, you know, have no other gods before me. It doesn't say the gods aren't real, therefore only choose me. It says do not have any other gods before me. This isn't, this isn't like a golden calf god. You know, this isn't something to make believe. And people read these verses with no understanding of ancient history. So we we go back and we go back to the to the beginning and you have to go back and you have to get biblical. And so we bring on guys like, you know, Derek from Megalithic Marvels. He talks about the ancient construction that we have sort of this, you know, that's his big thing. That's his that's how he gets people to wake up. We use Bigfoot. He uses megalithic structures. He says, look, look at these structures. Look at these things that the ancients built. They had knowledge. They got it from these angels. They they got knowledge to for all kinds of things that they shouldn't have had. It wasn't just, you know, eating of this tree. There was a whole line of things that were given to humans that humans shouldn't have had access to. Right. And right. you can I was actually talking with Derek. Uh, he's he's gonna send him info to join us to ha- share his same perspective on this question too. Oh, so awesome! That was fun. Awesome. He's like, yeah, send me info. I'd love to be a part of it. But yeah, yeah, he's doing great, man. So tell me more. Well, I just think that, you know, everyone has sort of their unique road to get people to have these conversations. And for us, for whatever reason, you know, just talking about Bigfoot was just enough weird and enough interesting to get, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a little intimidating when like someone posts a video of like someone from the pulpit talking about blurry creatures on Sunday. And, and Luke and I are like, what the this is <laughs> this is wild. Like we we're just two dudes in our basement in our underwear half the time just asking questions. And 
it's sort of this honest, maybe it's this unassuming. We're just, we're very unassuming. We, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're at an age where we realize we don't know anything, you know, enough experiences, but also enough to just kind of be like, you know, I'm not young. I'm not a young kid who thinks I know everything, but I'm not, not this old grouchy guy who's, who's unwilling to accept new ideas either. Right. It's just sort of this interesting middle age where you, you know, you can host a podcast like this. So, so all that to say is, is there's so much going on and every day I'm, I'm hearing you that I need to read the Bible more because like we heard us, we, we released an episode today. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is how crazy it gets. And some people might laugh at this, but there's a story of children that would go to school on Bell Island. And there was these little, um, you know, they called them fairies. They were like these little people. They were little mischievous things that would abduct children. And they would put pages of the Bible in their kids' pockets as they walked to school to keep them from getting abducted by these little creatures. And so, so what do you do if you're a modern day Christian, you hear something like that? You think, oh my gosh, this guy is crazy. This guy's doing drugs. This guy's out of his mind. But you hear about stories of the Fae and the little people and the fairies. It goes all the way back to, to Ireland and even deep, deeper than that, that people have experiences with these, these creatures. And then you, you do study into guys like David Politis, who has multiple documentaries on people who go missing in state and uh, national parks. And they're just, they just disappear. I'm talking, they just disappear. And there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of documented cases of people just go up and vanish. And it's like, where do they go? Who's taking them? What's happening? What's the phenomena? So, you know, when I hear a story like that, 120 episodes in or whatever we are, I, and someone says they put little pieces of the scripture in their kids' pockets, you know, 300 years ago as they were walking to school. I go, of course they do. And they should. Like there's so much power in that. And we are in a war and it is strange and it is weird. And whatever the last 40 years of our little compartmentalized view of the world has become, people before that, they didn't, they didn't look at the world even the way that we do. You know, even a couple hundred years ago, people looked at the world completely different than we do. You know, and they would tell stories and they knew they understood the demons were real, they understood the supernatural world was real. They they didn't mess with it. They wouldn't bring a Ouija boards into their homes. They had they were smart. They understood. And it seems like now I'm realizing that the power of the word of God is is so much more than just even reading it. It's even just reading it out loud is important as opposed to reading it in your head because these things do not lie. I mean, they don't like it. They, they hate it. And it's, I don't know, man, it's, 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 the story is, is grown so much bigger and so much broader and so much more amazing. And sometimes I feel like I still have my old habits, you know, I'm still very much just like a jaded kid who grew up eating too many Otter Pops and, and uh, you know, like, uh, too much processed GMO foods and my brain's all messed up and I need to kind of detox from like all the crap that, that came into our heads, whether it was Saturday morning cartoons or it was bad science classes or, it, you know, all this crap that we, we ingested unknowingly. It's like, we have to do like a serious detox and, and the podcast has done that for me. And I wish everyone could start a podcast like, like we do 
because it's such a, it's such a, it's a mind shift. It's a, it's, it'll forever change you. And I'm not saying we get everything right, but for the most part, you know, like it's so much stranger, but richer and fuller and more, more amazing. And, and I, and I wish the people who just line up for the next star Wars or line up for the next Marvel movie would understand that their Bible is so much better and deeper and richer and fuller than any of those movies, any of those films, any of those ideas, they lift all of their ideas from the OG story, which is, you know, human beings having dominion here and all these other entities trying to mess it up. And, and we've, we've, we've been at war since. So there you go, man. I don't know. I just, rattling it off but i love it i mean as far as this time i mean do you think like like it's interesting that you mentioned like marvel and stuff and like is the veil getting thinner i guess between god and and us you know like i can't remember what verse it is in revelation but it you know says like we we start to gain knowledge of more and more of what happened is that Mm -hmm. just reaching back like you like you mentioned to the ancient times of what they understood so in this time you know they've tried to cover up the truth or or just you know what what's the, what's the quote uh, the best thing the devil ever did was make you think that he's not actually there yeah yeah right exist right so kaiser um, say yeah and then you know and he uh but he's got such a an ego problem that he's he tries to do it through people in the world by making like marvel movies or mm. the avengers and whatnot you know that so when this does happen he can just like claim face that's actually that's me mm. <laughs> you know like you know take take the glory for it or whatever yeah you know? no, that, that that's i was thinking about that today actually and i was telling a friend that you know, one of the lies I think Satan, you know, Satan the snake or the dragon or whatever you, you name him does in the beginning is he gets you to think oh, you could be like God. You can be like God. And I think in some ways people are selling a Christ that says you can be, you can be Christ. You know, you, it's not, it's, it's like this Christ consciousness. Christ is in everything. We're all Christ. It's like, no, no, Christ is the son of God. And he came here to do on a mission to reclaim humanity, you know, and to save us, to rescue us. He is, he is there. And it is not like, it's, it's almost like you could become like God again in this, this modern twist. And I think that what Christians have to understand is that like, you know, Satan comes as an angel of light. It's, he is a deceiver. He, it's going to be a twist. It's going to be. So if you don't know what it tastes like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to fall for the counterfeit. And we just think that we're all worshiping the same, you know, the same Jesus. And I'm just like, I mean, look at what's gone on this last week. I don't think we're all serving the same God because I don't think <laughs> the God of Israel on in any way, shape or form would appreciate, would appreciate pagan practices. You cannot have subscribed that to the King of Kings. And it, 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 it just, it's just sad to me that people don't realize how deep and how entrenched these, these ideas have, have become to brainwash us, to get us to think that, you know, 
I think that that Satan's going to sell us that again. And the Garden of Eden, Eden deception's coming again. You can become like God. You can upgrade. You can you can you can become this hybrid creature. You could live forever. You can do whatever, right? You it it's it's a very like you said, it's it's not a humble thing. It's 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 a very prideful theology. It's a very prideful religion. It's a very destructive thing. It's it's the opposite. It's the counter. It's the it's the antichrist. And a lot of people describe on our show. It's not. It's it's not no, no Christ. It's opposite Christ. It's it's opposite world. It's the upside down. It's the inverted cross. You know. It's don't lose your life for me. It's you want to become like God, you know, it's, it's, everything's a twist. Everything is a mirror. Everything is the opposite. And that's when my mind started to really go like, oh, like it is, it is, it is a war of two kingdoms. It is a war of two ideologies. It's, and it's very complicated. And, and you can go back in history and you can see this, you know, the seed of the serpent versus the seed of humanity. And you start to realize there were bloodlines and that's why there was all this emphasis on bloodlines. There was, you know, um, there were things that shouldn't have been here. And that's why we 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 restarted the world with the flood and the and the deluge and and the golden age was was obliterated, you know, and things like that, which I grew up constantly questioning, like, why would God flood the world? Like, are aren't we just as bad as we've always been? Why then and not now? You know, and then you go, oh, never, no, it was like. Yeah, <laughs> it was escape from like hybrid island, you know. Yeah. So no, exactly. I raised that same question. I'm just like, what? Just why? Like, and it's just simply from that story alone. Yeah. You know, because it's like, how do you explain that? Right. You know, <laughs> like, well, like you just said, if we're if we've always been bad, if we've always been sinners. You know. Yeah. Why? Why would he have had to do it to? the same, I guess the same sin that we can do today back then, why would he do that just to clean house? You know, like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, yeah. And then people walk away from their faith because ultimately they can't come up with a logical reason. And then they have a bunch of, you know, very smart, intelligent people saying, yeah, God is a God of genocide. You worship a God of genocide. And so they, they have to intellectualize themselves out of, out of a relationship with God, because it's like, well, yeah, I can't serve a God that that says these things. And then you're like, but then you give them a very straight answer. Like, well, no, they weren't humans. And people go, what? That's impossible. But then, you know, we bring on people that can prove that um, in 50 different ways that there were hybrids. There were giants. They were all over the place. They were building the same stuff all over the world. There's thousands of documented, you know, cases of them being dug up. They they left their mark on the world, and it's preserved in mythology. It's preserved in history. It's pre- preserved in oral history. It's preserved in archaeology. It, it's preserved in all these different these different uh, scientific fields that people just don't want to acknowledge, you know. And everyone who comes on our show has anything to do with the giants. For example, they're always the first thing they say is that they all the bones and the evidence is just ma- magically goes missing. And so it's like Satan know, kind of figured out that he can, he can, you know, he can discredit everything. And so we, we, we don't believe anything now, you know, we've gone from 
I think ancient people, either they believed that, you know, their God was going to show up and pull off the magic trick or, you know, the God of Israel was going to show up and it was this war almost, you know, like they, they believed that their God was the supreme one and God is constantly showing Israelites like, no, I, I've got it. I'm the one, you know, I'm the alpha, I'm the omega. And, and I think now human beings, we, we don't believe in anything, but I think that that time is coming to an end. I think once the, the extraterrestrial stuff starts happening and they're already telling us in the news, they don't know what UFOs are. We're at the end of the age of ignorance. We are, we are going to, to be aware of the days of Noah again, but we're so stupid in the sense that we believe whatever the narrative is, we're going to, we're just going to believe whatever they tell us these things are. Oh, well, these things come from planet Zorbine and they are here to help you and people are going to eat it up. They're going to be like, oh, you're right. So we're, we, we, we're going to go from this age of unbelief to false belief very quickly. It's kind of what I think is coming. And I think that seems to be, you know, you can argue that from a very scientific perspective right now. I don't have time to do that, but you know, we've spent episode after episode outlining how and why the, the UFO phenomenon and what's behind it. And, and it's very real. And I didn't realize it, how real it was, but it is. So I think it's important to have these conversations because I, I think our time, like you said, the veil is thinning either that or the end of the age, we're at the end of the age, you know? Um, and a lot of people say things happen in the Bible in ages. And, and so we are coming to, to the end of one. And does that mean, you know, stuff's going to start coming out of the woods? I don't know. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and and with that, man, it's like just agreeing with what, what you're saying here is with, the age of information we we have this there's so much access to information that rarity determines value and and since there is no lack of information there's no value of information and so therefore now information can Mm -hmm. so easily become whatever the controllers of information want it to be Mm -hmm. and because they're they're finding even in schools uh, i was listening to a podcast just recently addressing uh, kids with the the you know this this influx of ADHD autism and and whatnot that we've been seeing and some of the impacts of the iPad kids you know the, those who were babies in a crib and given a, a smart device to con- the coddle them you know and and how that's impacted their lives in a lot of way but even beyond that those who um those who are uh basically in grade school getting passing grades in their tests and then they get to high school and they can't explain any information because they're just googling up what is the right answers and i feel like it's even schools nowadays they just want to give us hey give us the right answer we're not looking for your answer we're looking for the right answer and so mm-hmm. we just get mm-hmm. we just get the information and the statistics but we don't understand why did the war of 1912 happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. or, or whatever it, you know or 1812 and, and all that stuff is like why why did these things take place? What was the meaning? And and it's the same, it's the same trick over and over and over of did God really say? It's questioning what took place. It's questioning history. And if you can blur history, you can you can control the future. He who controls, yeah. you know, the, the 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 narrative of history can control the narrative of the future. And 100%. and so, you know, um, 
when when you're ripping down mon- monuments and statues and historical things because we don't like what history looked like, that just kicks wide an open door to re- for history to repeat itself. Because if we don't know that giants existed, then when giants come back, we don't remember why we eradicated them in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> you right? know. And exactly. so it's it's this whole world, uh, like you said, paradigm that's shifting here soon. That's going to be, I I mean, I believe in in our lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I I encourage my kids. I said I don't know when Christ returns, you know, but I do believe that there's going to be some weird stuff uh, in, in our in our lifetime, you know, and we need to be ready no matter what that looks like, no matter what comes at mm. us, to mm. be able to hold fast to our faith, not go mm. after something else for that, uh, you know, for that access to eternal life, not to be swayed by something else, you know, d- don't bow your knee to anything else. Like God will meet your every need. God, God will sustain you. And mm. even if you're, faith ends in death, he'll use it for his glory. And you have to trust that. That, that mm. And that's the component that's tough is even if I die for my faith, for standing, standing for faith, that doesn't mean that I failed or that God failed me. He will redeem that for his glory and his purpose. Yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah. so it's like encouraging my kids. Like if there's a day that I take a bullet for, for, for Christ, that's not God failed you or God failed me. That is God preparing another wave essentially of his will to be accomplished did he cause that bullet to happen no satan caught satan's will satan's desire the the evil of the world wanted that to happen but is it is it unredeemable by god absolutely not it is totally able to be redeemed by god because it's my my bible tells me that he makes uh that he can make all things for the good of those who love jesus so even Mm -hmm. in my death he can turn it for my for my good, my kids is good, my family good, my community's good, in the same capacity that in Christ's death, it was for the good of all mankind. Mm. And so I just gotta have that kind of faith moving yeah. forward, no matter yeah. what takes place. So Yeah, that I like all that. I it's you know, it it's hard to have these very complex ideas and and come to have you know any real good explanation when you when you grow up and there's just a myriad of churches, there's a thousand denominations no there's not a lot of cohesive consensus on what the story is what's going on who is jesus you know and then jesus even says many are going to come in my name so that's complicated and i feel like it's just it's like it kind of it's like satan just he just threw a million pennies on the ground and one of them is the real thing you know and it's like you just everyone's just flipping them over trying to find Where's the actual coin? There's just thousands of counterfeits. Right. Because just if I could just muddy the waters enough, people won't know what they believe or where they are. Mm. And, you know, I think that at the end of the day, every one of us who actually wants an encounter with God, we all want an encounter with God. We all want a burning bush moment. We all want to have faith like David. We all want to walk out and think, yeah, I could take, I could take Goliath, you know, and, and, uh, that's the God that goes with us, right? Right. That's the God that goes with us. That is the that is when we walk into the darkness every day, wherever we go. That's who we're bringing with us, and that's the kind of mentality we have to have. We are walking out against a Goliath every day. Yeah. We just can't see him, right? But he, but he's there, you know. And that's when sort of the the your your faith shifts. That it's just like, man, I am. I am with the King of Kings. I am with the Lord of Lords, you know, and this, and I'm armoring myself and it, it gives you those goosebumps of like, let's go, 
let's go, yeah. you know, and, and who knows what's coming. I don't want to preach doom and gloom. Cause I do believe that like, ultimately, like we walk through the valley, the shadow of death, we have nothing to fear. Right. That's right. Yeah. But we have to understand what valley is he walking through and what was in that valley? Probably giants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The Valley of the Rephaim. Some of these places are still named that, which is like the, the Valley of the Giants. You know, these things were there and they they would they were cannibalistic. They would eat you. And so we, if we know this history, like yeah. you said, if we know that if we if we had monuments of giants around, people would be like, oh, man, the giants built these mounds in America. The giants were were, were, were killing Native Americans and we were fighting them and we were. Like, cause the native Americans were, were killing the giants. And we, we talked about that on our show a lot yeah. and chief Riverwind, right. He was awesome. Yeah. He yeah. talked about it and like love lock cave, they burned them out and, and wherever these things went, human beings knew they were bad news and we took, we took them out. But right. If we had statues of that, if we had this memory of that, we would, a, we would understand the story of David and Goliath is, is universal. And mm. it would be a big part of our faith that like, you know, I grew up in church singing those, those hymns, you know, like, um, I'm in the Lord's army, you know, mm -hmm. I remember singing that as a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could probably it, do better than I could. Cause I, I, I'm not a singer. I'm a drummer. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, you know, then it, it was just these songs of like, I'm in the Lord's army, you know, I grew up with that, but it's like, I yeah. never understood. It didn't make any sense. And now I'm like, oh, okay, now yeah. I get all the war terms in the Bible. Cause there's a lot of war terms. Oh yeah. And obviously modern day human beings are, we're, we're so coddled and we're, we're, we're so afraid of any polarizing idea or any, like, you know, I, it drives me nuts when you like, you, I get into some of these theological threads of my friends talking about, I'm a pacifist and I don't believe in Paul and I don't believe in, I don't even believe in the, in the crucifixion because it's, you know, it's, and you're like, Oh man, you're just missing it all, you know. Yeah. And I I understand how they get there mm -hmm. theologically, but it's like I don't. We've become as a species, and and especially in theology, we've we've gotten to a place where it's really sad to see some of the offshoots of Christianity, where what people are how they're interpreting it, man. Right. I'm sure you deal with it every day. I mean, you live in one of the most. <laughs> probably progressive states in the in the country so oh man we're ground zero for you know the what happened to america you know first 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 uh patient and first death <laughs> but right. but beyond that i mean bro it's been it's been i think the statistic is if you were to uh take the basically the western washington and and make it its own continent it, it would be the most un not only the most unchurched but also uh the single most occult pagan uh the, the the primary religion would be would be witchcraft occult practices um if if you made it its own continent uh but it's it's really intense because i mean the the occult is rampant in in our nation uh in our nation but also in in seattle uh everett i mean we also have that spirit of pharmacia you know like it just rampant you know everybody it, it, we're cleaning up needles in our parking lot every every day like countless you know and we had a guy in our church on Sunday who came in during the prayer meeting and then we had to call 911 because he you know had overdosed and and he needed medical uh, assistance you know and we're praying for him but like and 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 believing for miracles but like man it's really there there's an assault and and we look at a lot of this stuff we think it's a drug problem we think it's a 
uh, a, a law problem. We think it's a government problem. We think it's a red versus blue problem. It's really a spiritual issue, and and it's it's an assault. And just like you said earlier, that there there's evil, like great evil, you know, pulling the strings at the top. It's not about who's at the top. It's there's evil pulling at it, and you better. Mm-hmm. The only way to escape it is is if you have some foundation not just a foundation, but like a firm foundation uh, in, in Christ and and to then be accountable and be under authority to have authority mm-hmm. because when you get in those positions, and I'm sure even your experience, as your influence grows, there's an assault against you, you know, mm-hmm. and you got to you gotta stand firm. And and uh, with all that said, man, you know, I, I don't want to, my, my wife told me, she said, hey, I promise me. I said, okay, I promise you. And she said, you want to end your podcast before you know you, you get your, your your guests too tired and they don't want to ever talk to you again. I was like, all right, all right, I'll try to leave it somewhere where there's a little more room for another day someday. But yeah. all that to say, man, is I'm just encouraged um, with your story. I'm hoping our young people, you know, we got youth and young adults that listen to this and uh, just how you've been able to endure and really pursuing this stuff ha- has actually drawn you closer to relationship mm. with God, as yeah. far as what I think you're saying, and, and even though there's a lot of assault against you emotionally, physically, you've had a lot of a lot of warfare, man. Like, I mean, how do you? I guess let's let's end. We could end in in this uh, vein of of thought. Is like how how are you enduring, man? How how mm. are you enduring? What what you know to the end? What what you're doing? Like everything that's coming at you. Mm. I don't know. I've always been kind of a stubborn person, you know. I've always <laughs> I've I've always just like I've had a relationship with God since I was young and I, and I've, I've never been able, I've never given it up and I've been through some dark times and I've been through some moments where I was just praying, like God take me home, you know, cause I've, I've been, you know, had some health issues several years ago. I don't know. I just think it's not given up. It's perseverance. It's that God's, you know, who loves us all and we're all on a journey and we're all figuring out a little bit more every day. Um, but for me, the way the the thing I can do is just, is take some moments and, and just rest and, and try to speak out loud. I've been trying to pray more audibly. I've been trying to take more serious that, you know, asking Christ to be in my home, take over my negative thoughts. I'll get in these, these swirling negative thought patterns. And it's like, no, like, like I I have to renew my mind right now. And, mm. and I think a lot of times we just think, well, if we just read this thing or we just say this prayer, they, I think it's like, a, it's a conscious effort every day to realize that like, like we can affect, we can, we can affect these, these realms around us that we can't see that human beings have been given um, authority here in ways that we don't even understand. And if we live out of that, if we, if we claim that, if we remind ourselves of that, I, I have a hard time doing it daily. I'm not, I've always been a, a, just like a whimsical kind of person, you know? So it's, yeah, it's very much more like a, you know, some of your friends who are in bands, you probably know what exactly kind of the type of person they are. They're just, they don't show up on time. They're harder to lock down. They're very flaky, right? It's because <laughs> it's just, we won't mention it, names no. <laughs> It comes with the territory. It's it's just part of the personality. And so sometimes I lack that discipline, you know, to mm. to make time to call it out. But but I think the thing I've always felt is my heart. I always feel like I want to feel God. I've had a few moments this last year where I felt like God directly 
told me something bef- before it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it just made me realize how much God loves us and God cares about our hearts. And he cares mm-hmm. about our feelings. He cares about what we're going through. And he kind of warned me about, you know, what was going to kind of take place in, you know, and I'll be honest, like in my marriage, he kind of told yeah. me before it was going to happen, it was happening. And I was like, I didn't even want to believe it. Yeah. But I, f- I feel like God loves us and he honors our pursuit of him. And I think yeah. he just wants us in our hearts to pursue him. I don't think he wants perfection from us. And I think we grow up in a church that says you need to be perfect. You need to be perfect. You need to be perfect. And, and that's such a, that's such a trap. That's such a, that's such a tool of the enemy, you know, because yeah. we're never going to be. And so we're always going to feel like we're on the sin scale. We're really high and we're really distant. So we yeah. always live in this, this guilt and this fear and this, but uh, I think that God has just shown me this year in, in ways that, that he really wants us to, to just to desire him in a way that you would desire uh, to be known by the person you loved, you know, yeah, just this intimacy. And so, yeah, I think, I think praying out loud is important. I think asking God to reveal the truth to you is important. And I think that Jesus is, is the son of God and he is who you're praying to. And he, it, it's not new age. It's not lovey dovey. It's not, you know, spirit in the trees. It's the son of God who came down and defeated death and he's going to do it again. And, and, and tie, put a, put a bow around on this story and you, and you, and it's good to get to know him now because I feel like the time is getting, getting short and things are getting scary and you're going to need it. You're going to need to be with them. And I, I truly believe that in a way that I've heard it my whole life, but in a way now that when I'm, when I'm saying this to you, it's like, I've heard it my whole, I probably heard a thousand some odd sermons in my life, but now it's like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get the war. I get the, the, I get the amount of entities involved in this crazy thing. And we're just, we're just one like group of, of, entities in this huge story and i think if you if you when you zoom out and you realize like human beings are not the center of attention you know that there's a lot going on we're one we're one in a bigger story we're we're one of the characters but there's a lot more characters and there's a lot there's bigger players and have some humility but also like get involved be do something Mm -hmm. useful so that's kind of how i feel and uh uh, I love that uh, people listen to our podcast and that, you know, we can answer some of these questions. And I just want to say like, really kind of off the cuff on this. I don't really do it this way on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask questions and such, but it, I'm just kind of free ranting and, I'm, and and I've come a long way on our show. It's been two years of just diving into the weird stuff. So sorry if this has been sort of a shotgun of uh, all oh, over the place. It's been fun. <laughs> okay, it's cool. But people who are listening, you know, it's a, uh, it can be a lot, but you know, appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, man. No, uh, I was gonna before before we let you go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, Ryan. I think has something else uh, to chime in here, but like, just want to pray for you, man, and bless you. And just mm-hmm. you've just been such a blessing. But uh, you know, oh, thanks, um, it's it's, and I'm I'm really thankful for all that you have been doing. You know, and I know, uh, you know, just. It's funny because when people listen to you and you don't know them, you know what I mean? But they hear yeah. your voice, you feel like 
there, there's that commonality of, of, man, I know these people, you know? Uh, so, but, you know, just hearing your heart and hearing the, the challenges you've been going through. And even like, you know, it's like listening to Dr. Heiser's Naked Bible podcast, you know, you, you, you hear him going through, you know, cancer and you hear yeah. him having good days and you hear him having rough days and you hear him and, and your heart just like moves with them, you know, and, and you're praying for him. And, and, uh, it's, you know, my heart is moving for you because I know that the, territory that you're invading the space that you're going into is 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 hard and uh it's wrought with with evil you know and 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 you're poking buttons uh but i think that that god's given you authority to do so you know Mm -hmm. giving you authority and and in a voice into (coughs) this space because i mean honestly you look at you look through old stuff you know skywatch ancient aliens all these other different things like that They, they have cool points but you guys I, I don't think I've ever come across something that so laser focused on the supernatural world and and creatures and, and all this kind of stuff, but unshakable from the, the the word of God is the foundation, mm-hmm. and and it is truth, you know. And I know you've brought in people like Tim Alvarino and 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 you know I've been seeing other individuals who who have kind of this perspective, but I feel like you guys are so firmly grounded in the like. We'll talk about all of it, but like Jesus is the center, and and, yeah. and I think like it, it's it's commendable, and, and God's elevating mm. you for such a time as this. And I, I just it's it's been fun watching you. And since Ryan sent me, you know, your podcast first, and Ryan, you know, yeah, I, I sent him a hard one. I sent him the first Timothy Alberino one. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and he had a. It was funny. He was like. It's like, uh, 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 he, he messaged me back and had all these thoughts on the podcast. I was like, Hey man, I was just showing you the podcast. I wasn't, I wasn't telling you to take it as gospel. I'm just saying, Hey, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I love I, it. I love it. <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, you know, I, I had this like thought in my head. I'm like, why did he go into podcasting? Why didn't he go into like leading worship somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I, I, I just don't. I don't like dressing up and trying to impress people anymore. It's like, <laughs> it's difficult. I don't like formality. You know, I, I like, I really seek after authenticity, true moments, real moments. And I don't like things that feel planned and forced. And so a lot of that stuff does to me, you know, I'm not saying you can't have a good uh, encounter with God at a, at a worship, you know, in worship music, but oftentimes there's something in me that feels like, man, if, if, if we were just like on a hike somewhere and someone whipped out a song and started singing and then we all start singing a song a acapella, that feels real to me. Right. Like I've seen moments like that in life. And sometimes the church it's, it's really hard for the church to have a genuine moment. It's just like, Hey, we were going to do this, but I feel like we should do this. I love those moments in life. Like I thought this is my plan, but this is what, this is what I think, you know, and we should do right now. And I think worship, was just, I just wasn't ready to worship. I just wasn't, I just, I needed to learn who I was worshiping. Who am I worshiping? Yeah. And it's interesting because I mean, I was, I've been in the church, like you said, my, my whole life too, Yeah. but there was not to say like uh, my, my heart wasn't rekindled just be, you know, before I started listening to your podcast, but there was something when I started listening to your podcast that like sparked that. Yes that's exactly what I believe. That's exactly why Jesus came. And I, it was kind of like the big picture kind of opened up to me. 
So, which was pretty cool. So I thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. Like I, I feel, I feel like I've done a lot of things in my life that I, that I thought were cool, but this feels like the most, the best work I've done, you know, of all the things I've tried to do. It feels like, I feel like I'm, I'm just living, I'm leaning in with my heart as hard as I can and trying to be like, look, like this story has just not been told to us the right way. And not that, you know, there's lots of pastors out there that preach on Genesis six and they, they pour their heart into their sermons and people are coming to Christ in that way. But it's just the amount of people who've expressed that what you just said to me has been mind blowing. It's been cool because we, the vehicle of the podcast is just what people need right now. It's almost like, well, I don't have to figure out this whole institution is lying to me. I just have to figure out if this one guy's making all this crap up. This one, this, these two dudes, are they just full of crap or are they actually genuinely trying their best to figure this all out? And I can, I can, I can, I can handle that. I can tell if they're full of it or not, but I, but when you have like these monumental institutions trying to give you the narrative, no one believes it. I don't care who you are. You don't believe anything coming out of, out of the, out of, out of a mainstream, anything. I don't care what it is. Nobody believes anything anymore because it's, it's all been manufactured. So the vehicle of the podcast is cool. And, and what you said just blows me away and, and it's changed my life. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I wish everyone could go on the journey. I wish everyone could just put, put their ears on and ask Tim Alberino some hard questions and, and hear what he has to say. I mean, you know, and he's a good dude. I mean, he, you know, he was taking my personal phone calls when I'm going through my marriage stuff and he picked up like, I, it's not like a YouTube channel. You're just trying to build a channel. Like these people have picked up my personal phone calls and, and listened to me like lament about what's the stuff going on in my life. And then he invited us to his conference and then hung out with us and, and, and we text each other jokes and stuff. It's like, I've, 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 I found my people. I've found the people that are like, real authentic and raw and we're all rooting for each other like hey buy their book support them help them you know this isn't like i just want to use you to get on the next tour or use you to get the next record deal it's like i just want the truth out there i don't care if i'm living in a cardboard box like i love i love knowing more about how this all is put together so it it makes the music business and my old life feel very different i'm i'm i feel very much more real and authentic like this is who i am if you think i'm crazy or weird that's fine but i'm not trying to i i'm taking a back seat you know what i mean i'm not up front stage it's not me on stage looking perfect trying to sing perfect trying to put on this persona it's like i'm sitting back i'm not afraid to ask a dumb question i don't know i don't know most of this stuff and it's like the it's like the story and the gospel and all those things take center stage. And we're just sort of in the background trying to figure it out the best we can without all the baggage that like a, like the church for the last 2000 years brings with it. Like we're trying to just be like, let's leave that aside and let's just ask some good questions. So it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's cool. What a podcast or like a radio show with no sponsors other than the people who listen can really do. Cause you're not beholden to the stock, the stock, you know, the stock market, you're not beholden to the, your, your boss. It's just, it's just 
let's go. And it's a very, it's a unique time in history where you, I don't think you could do things like this ever before because somebody was always, you know, with the red button, like you can't say that on the air. You know, you can't say that you can't do that, or you're going to lose your job or you're, you're not gonna be able to put food on the table. If you take a risk, if you, if you risk it all, some, you know, and I think that that's the cool thing is we can just throw our ideas out there and have conversations and everyone's like sitting in the room with you. And, and like you were saying, there's kind of this parasocial relationship where you get to know these people, but because you hear their voice and you hear their thoughts and you hear the way their brain works and then you develop this relationship. And uh, that's been really mind blowing is all the people who've, who've sponsored the show and how they talk and they've, they, it's like they found their people too. And uh, that's been really rewarding. So we're going to try to do like a, an event in Nashville next year, maybe, and uh, see how many people will come out and get blurry. So, <laughs> but it's good talking to you guys. Thanks dudes. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate all, all the time you've given us. And, uh, and with that, I just, I, I totally get what you're saying. I was even talking with my wife tonight. I said, man, I'm, it just feels different because I've been having a, a real great slew of guests uh, agree to come on on and record an episode with me, and and it just feels different because I've I've done social media marketing, uh, you know, for the last since two thousand nine, and I've done stuff for people who spent fifty thousand dollars a day just trying to get Instagram followers, you know, and at the end of every relationship, I was just I ended up just being you know the 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 you know, guru for running the ads and then, okay, we're done doing ads. See you later. And I was like, yeah. And I just got tired of that. And, and, and so, I mean, I do a little bit here and there now, like, like still, but I was telling my wife, it just feels different. She said, it's because you're, you're valuing not customers or clients, you're, you're valuing relationships and you're trying Mm -hmm. to bring value to them really. And, and, and bring value and, and bring value to the people that you have influence with as well. You're chasing value, not dollars. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. And so it's just been a blessing, man. And, and I'm glad you've been find, finding yourself in that journey too. And with all that said, bro, we can't thank you enough. And, and I just yeah. want to bless you um, and, and pray for you. And uh, if, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Nate, God. I just thank you for what you've been doing in his life over the last several years, God. And and I thank you just for encouraging him, Lord, even that he has not come this far just to come this far, Lord God, but there are greater things for him, Lord God, and not just greater things like bigger stages and bigger platforms and bigger influence, Lord God, but greater revelations of just your love for him. Mm. And that's really the greater thing, where the greater things are, is, is an intimacy with you. There's no greater thing than knowing you more, God. And so, God, I thank you that as he searches how wide and how deep and how high and how long is the love of Christ the love of God that surpasses all understanding, that he would just begin to have new revelations of your unsearchable love, new understandings of how incredible uh, you, incredibly you've cared for him, how you've sustained him, how you've been there in every moment, even when he didn't see you or feel you, how you were there, Lord God, and, and you were with him. And so, God, I just thank you for blessing Nate. God, I thank you for healing his heart in such a way uh, through every um, encounter that he's gone through in every relationship, obstacle, Lord God, that that he's come against, Lord God, whether friends, family, or or or, or whatever. 
Lord God, God, I thank you that you will heal his heart because it, your word says that you comfort the brokenhearted, Lord God. So I thank you uh, for the times that we have broke, uh, that we have a broken heart because that means that we're being comforted by you. So God, uh, even as my friend who recently lost their wife, Lord God, uh, as he he said, when I asked him how he's doing, he said, I'm okay, but where I see the pain, I move towards it because it's there where I find God meets me. And so, God, I ask that you would meet Nate, Lord God, in every area of his life, Father, that you would just assure him and comfort him, Lord God, that, that you are there, even in the hard times, even in the difficult times, even in the times when he doubts everything that, that he's doing, Lord God, that you are with him, you go before him, and that you will not let him fail as long as he holds fast to your promises. I thank you for making him an, an excellent father, Lord God, as he imitates you, and as he teaches his kids your word, and 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 that they will not depart for, from it, Lord God. And I ask that you just bless them and keep them and make your face shine upon them and you grant them shalom. And I thank you, God, that you are just, uh, you just really, you're just really for him and, and, and you've established him. And God, I thank you for, even as Job, he felt like he, everything was gone, Lord God, and lost. But God, I thank you that, that you restored him in such a way, so magnificently, Lord God, that even that which he had lost, Lord God, paled in comparison to what you established. And not to just do away with the old, Lord God, but you are that good, that you will make it so good for us in what is to come, Lord God, that the old wouldn't be like, we. oh, we, we now have a second version. No, the new is going to even surpass. And so, God, I just bless Nate. God, and anything that you've blessed me with, Lord God, just impart to him, Lord God, wisdom, revelation, signs and wonders, Lord God, miracles, and 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 protect him from the uh, supernatural uh, demonic assault against his against his life, his mind, his energy, his joy, Lord God. Help him to set his mind on things above where Christ dwells, Lord God, and that he would renew his mind by the hearing and hearing of the word of God and then put in that awkward, difficult, uh, uh, tenacious uh, discipline, Lord God, of just reading a little bit of your word each day, and he would see the fruit of that, Lord God, and in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, man. All right, guys. Thank Take you. it easy. We love right, you. Buddy. Bless you. Shalom, love you too. Man. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information about the show, Kevin's work, or you have questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me directly on my Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.